The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our risen Lord and Savior, our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is the first lesson that we heard a few minutes ago. St. Luke was inspired by the Holy Spirit to record it in the 20th chapter of the book of Acts. He said, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. This is the word of our Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of God's sheep, dear friends. If you knew that you wouldn't see someone again ever, at least not this side of heaven, what would you say to that person? Maybe you've had that experience. Maybe you, like, like I have, have been at the deathbed of a loved one. Maybe the words that you spoke there were pretty much raw emotion, not words that you carefully planned and crafted. Or maybe you had the experience of you said the last thing you would ever say to that person on earth, but you didn't realize it was the last time because they died shortly later unexpectedly. Or they moved away and you didn't realize it and you never saw them again. And you wished you had known that that was the last time you would be speaking to that person because you would have maybe thought it through a little bit more, said something different or in a different way. On 9-11, many of the victims, both in the Twin Towers of the, of the World Trade Center as well as the planes that had been hijacked, had the opportunity to, to make phone calls to their loved ones knowing that that would be the last time they talked to them. The transcripts and recordings of those calls indicate that they mostly simply said to their family, to their spouses, I love you, goodbye. And I'm sure their loved ones never forgot those words. Well, the words we have before us this morning from the book of Acts are words that were spoken by the Apostle Paul nearly 2,000 years ago. They're part of a longer speech that he made to a group of, of elders, of, of basically pastors from the church in Ephesus. And they were, according to Paul, the last words he would speak to them. Paul told them, this is the last time any of you will see me. Paul was on his way to Jerusalem to deliver that offering that he had been gathering for the poor, the famine victims of the Christian church in Jerusalem. We heard about that a couple of weeks ago when we began this series of sermons from the book of Acts. We know what happened to Paul when he got to Jerusalem, how he was arrested and uh, almost, almost killed, ended up being a prisoner for years after that. Well, Paul knew that was going to happen. The Holy Spirit had revealed directly to Paul that he would face danger and imprisonment when he got to Jerusalem. He didn't know all the details. He didn't know exactly how it, it would all end. He just knew that things were going to get very, very, very difficult, dangerous, and deadly for him. And so he was convinced, this is the last opportunity I will have to speak to these people. Paul was on his way on a ship. He had boarded a ship, was crossing the, the, the Mediterranean, following the coastline at first. The ship he was on would, would make frequent stops 
along the way. And he knew the route. He knew that one of those stops would take him to a port city that was about 35 miles south of Ephesus, where he had started a church there a few years earlier. So he had sent word to that church in Ephesus to say, send your, your overseers, your pastors to meet me. I, have, I want to talk to them for the last time. So obviously Paul had, had time to think it through. He carefully crafted his words. So what was he going to say this last chance he had to speak to them on earth? He could have reminisced about his years that he had spent with them and establishing the congregation, sharing the gospel with them. He could have congratulated them on, on, on being chosen and called to be leaders and, and pastors in the church there. He could have done maybe like the, the victims at 9-11 who, who were able to make phone calls to their loved ones and simply had a, a poured out a, a heartfelt, I love you, goodbye. But that's not what Paul did. Instead, Paul shared with those pastors, those elders, those overseers from Ephesus, words of warning, as well as words of comfort. This morning, let's listen to these last words Paul spoke to those pastors from Ephesus, and let's also apply them to ourselves. Because what Paul says to them applies to me as your pastor, but you also. As Paul warns and encourages those pastors of 2,000 years ago. He also warns and encourages us today as we witness the truth, the truth about our Good Shepherd, to members of the flock of the Good Shepherd. But before we do a, a deeper dive into those words, let's make sure we get one thing straight about the word picture that St. Paul makes use of, the same word picture that Jesus uses in our gospel this morning where he refers to his people, he refers to us as a flock, a flock of sheep. He's calling us sheep. Well, today, most people look at that as an insult. If you call somebody a sheep, they're often implying you are, you are naive and foolish and, and blind by just simply going along with the crowd and, and not thinking for yourself. Well, let's get this straight. Being called a sheep by Jesus, our good shepherd, or by St. Paul being inspired by God to write those words is anything but an insult. Consider it the highest compliment you could be paid to be told that you are a sheep, a member of the flock of the good shepherd. Since the words that Paul spoke were originally spoken to men that he calls shepherds, these words, first of all, have application and are spoken directly also to people that are called shepherds today. And in case you didn't know it, the word pastor means shepherd. Paul warned those pastors from Ephesus. He warned them that soon savage wolves would attack the flock. So who or what were these wolves that St. Paul was referring to? Well, in, in the very next verse, he, he explains exactly what he was talking about. He says, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. 
The greatest danger that that faced the Christians from Ephesus was not the threat of persecution, although they did indeed face that. It was not the possibility of, of, of being imprisoned or even losing their lives, although they did indeed face that. The greatest threat to the flock of the good shepherd's sheep in Ephesus was false teachers and false teachings. It was not opposition It was coming from directly within the flock. Those who would distort and twist the words of God in order to draw sheep away from the good shepherd and to follow them. Paul warned those shepherds, watch out for them. Be on guard against them. Well, if that was true 2,000 years ago, um, it's even more true today. What, what is the greatest threat to your faith? What is the greatest threat to the church of God today? It is not persecution. It is not the erosion of our religious liberties, as some might think. It is the same threat The same savage wolves that were there 2,000 years ago. False teachers who are twisting God's word. They're not always easy to spot. In fact, they're often very difficult. Jesus called them sheep or wolves in sheep's clothing. They know God's word, or at least they, they know parts of it. And they twist it, and they turn it, and they make it say something that God didn't say. And it is an attack on your faith. Sometimes, those savage wolves twist God's word to, in order to, to make it fit in with what today's society accepts as, as moral and right. They'll twist what God has to say about things like sex and sexuality so that it's a little bit more palatable to people today, but isn't what God says. And that's an attack on people's faith. Or sometimes these, these, these savage wolves will, will say things like, God wants you to be healthy and enjoy financial wealth. You just got to believe harder and probably give a little bit more offerings. But that's not what God our good shepherd says to us either. That is a twist and a turn and a, and a distortion of the truth and an attack on your faith. Any false teaching is a threat to your faith. Any false teacher is a savage wolf. What do we do? How can we be protected? Well, first and foremost, St. Paul was talking to those pastors. He said, you're on the front line. You watch over that flock. That's me as your pastor. The first thing Paul said to those pastors, he says, watch over yourselves. Keep watch over yourselves. Make sure what you are teaching and preaching is the truth of God's word. And so I need to do that. I need to make sure that what I am teaching you, what I preach on a Sunday morning, what I counsel you during the week is indeed the truth of God's word and not a distortion of that truth. I need to keep a watch over what's out there, what you are hearing from other sources and alert you to those. We need our fellow pastors in our church body to make sure each other, we are continuing to keep up with the truth of God's word and not distorting it. But don't rely on just your shepherd to do that. 
Don't become complacent and say that's, that's his job, that's the church's job, that's our church body's job because it's also your job as members of the flock. And the only way that's going to happen is if you know the Word of God, is if you continue in God's Word. Then you can recognize the truth and distinguish it from lies, distortions, and false teachings. Make sure your pastor continues to proclaim the truth of God's Word. Make sure your church and your church body remains in the truth. That, that final farewell, those final words that Paul shared with, with those pastors from Ephesus were certainly not a sentimental, group-huggy kind of goodbye, was it? Pretty sobering. It was a warning, a warning that, that even caused Paul to shed tears as he thought about the attack on the people of God's faith, on that flock that he loved so much. But it isn't like that was all doom and gloom and just a pessimistic message. Not at all. It was also a message of confidence and hope and joy. Because Paul knew that the flock was finally the flock of the Good Shepherd. He said at the, at the end of this little speech, he said, Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Paul could have that kind of confidence, even in the threat of attack by those wolves, because he knew he had the same good shepherd that David had. When he wrote a thousand years earlier, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He knew the good shepherd said, no one can snatch my sheep out of my hands. And you have the same good shepherd that St. Paul and King David had. You have the same good shepherd that shed his blood for you. You have the same good shepherd that protects you and is with you. You have the same good shepherd that has prepared a place for you in the mansions of heaven and will one day take you to be with him. But it's so easy for us to, to lose that confidence and become fearful in our walk of faith when we see the threat of attack or when we feel that he's not with us, when we are suffering from, from problems physical or financial or when our guilt of our sins weighs us down and we wonder, does God really love me and can he possibly forgive me? And it's then that we need to remember that we're members of the flock of the Good Shepherd. Yes, he has the power and the strength to guard and keep you. Yes, he loves you. He shed his blood for you. Your sins are gone and they are forgotten. And your Good Shepherd remains with you. He is with you always. His rod and his staff, his strength and his power and his love and his grace are with you always and will guard and protect you. That doesn't mean that we, need, that we should become complacent in our faith. By no means. The warning is in place. Watch out. Watch out for attacks on your faith. But that doesn't mean we need to despair and lose hope. By no means. We're part of the flock of the Good Shepherd our risen Savior who conquered death and destroyed the devil's power over us. That is the truth. That is the truth that shepherds of God's flock, his under-shepherds today, 
are privileged to witness to the flock. That is the truth that you are privileged to hear, to hold on to, and to witness to, to other members of the flock, as well as those who are not yet part of the flock of the Good Shepherd. Watch out. Be on your guard against wolves who would attack your faith by their distortions of the truth and their lies and their false teachings. But be confident. You and I are Jesus' lambs and Jesus' sheep. He is with us always, and we will be with him forever. Amen. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.